Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are just as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They're milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey presented by Betches Media. This is an exploration of all pop culture. From the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. We're looking at you, Tom Sandoval. Folks, welcome to an all-new So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is your pal Ryan, and this is your Friday episode, a Real Housewives of Beverly Hills recap. We have made it to another end of a week. Thank the dear Lord above. If you are listening, you have survived. Congratulations. What a week it has been. Uh, Man, yesterday knocked me on my coal mining ass, you guys. It was... Such a an intense day. I didn't finish those Salt Lake recap things until like, I think I was in bed at like three. I fell asleep at four and then I had to be up at eight um, to do some research for an interview that I had that I was really excited for. And then when you just don't, it's like my mind is just still cloudy and my throat hurts. Um, so I've got a big jug of warm tea right here, like a man. It's the bad boy of podcasting, warm tea. That's right. I'm the person your parents warned you about. I drink warm tea when I podcast now. God, remember the old days, you guys, when I would do Beverly Hills recaps and I would drink Fernet Bronca and uh, and like <laughs> Fernet Bronca and like I'm trying to think of the shitty. What was it? Like Truly's? I would just chug that and be like, these are is insane. <laughs> Oh, the good old days. And now I can't do that. I can't, I can't do that anymore. Now I'm drinking warm tea. That is how sad this is all. Don't get into podcasting. It's, it's, it's a gateway drug into being extremely boring. Um, so that's just a warning up top. What a week it's been for shows though. And listen, I know I'm throwing a lot of content at you, but you know, Hey, deal with it, but also no, go back and listen to some of these episodes this week. Monday, we had Sophie Ross. Tuesday, we had the amazing Kate Kennedy from the Be There in Five podcast. She has a new book, Once in a Millennial, that is out now. But we also did pop culture stories before then. Then Wednesday, we did like Oscar review of all the nominations. And we had Academy, uh, sorry, Emmy Award winning de- director Sharon Lease of the four-part docuseries on Max called Let Us Pray. Yesterday, we did a two-part Real Housewives of Salt Lake City Uh, recap, kind of summing up the season. And then today we have this Beverly Hills recap, but also I'm releasing another episode with uh, the editor at large for Variety, which is just one of the best entertainment periodicals out there. She's a genius. I've mentioned her so many times on the podcast and it was my first time getting to have her on the show, Kate Arthur. And um, the reason why you should check that out is she did a sit-down interview with Heather Gay last week after watching the reunions and she knew the Monica Garcia information about her not being asked back because she also did that interview and she also did interviews with Andy Cohen 
and the producer at Shed Media and one of the VPs over at Shed Media, which is the production company that produces Salt Lake City. So we had an hour conversation this morning where we talked about all of that. We talked about her feelings on Salt Lake this season, but I think she's just a bona fide genius. And I think you need to go listen to that. I think it also really changed, not changed my mind, but actually added more fuel to the fire of things that I was struggling about. If you listen to that Salt Lake City recap in terms of Monica Garcia, and I left feeling a little bit differently. I still have a lot of suspicions about Heather Gay. And, um, you know, I do think she she planned a little bit of that reveal. I think it you know, I, I think that is definitely true. But I think the Monica of it all it's becoming more and more clear why she cannot come back immediately. So if you listen to that interview, you will hear me slowly realize. And I think Kate's um, interview with, with Heather, but also the producers and Andy kind of solidified that a little bit more. But I think that's what's so great. And what's so exciting about studying all of this stuff is that you can change your mind. You can get more information. And my, my big bone to pick with those reunions was that we didn't have all the information. Like I'm still getting information after the fact that actually changes my opinion. We can usually only go by what they show us, what story they're trying to tell. And if all the information is not coming in, and also if you do not have a reliable narrator, which Monica isn't, you can't trust what she says. Now, the hard thing though, on the other side, you had Heather Gay, who also comes off as a reliable narrator, but then also admits she's been holding a lie for the last year as well. But you're in this battle of who can tell a story better. And Heather Gay won hands down. She was able to tell a complete story, a very convincing story with a lot of facts behind it about Monica Garcia. But anyways, go listen to that Kate Arthur interview just because I want you to listen to it so she'll come back on. I want it to do good, but also because I just think it provides a lot of information and fills in a lot of blanks. You know, one of the big things that was revealed to me was, uh, you know, she was still posting as Reality Von T's while she was filming. And the other thing that you heard me struggling with was, is she the person that was sending the DMs about Angie K? And then I also had questions. Well, was she the one that gave Monica potentially the information about Lisa Barlow and those jazz tickets uh, a couple of seasons ago? Was she behind a lot of these rumors about these ladies? And we don't have clear cut proof but it is interesting that this person is involved in all of these things. So you can sometimes go a couple of steps further and go, well, it, it, it would make sense. But I'm telling you, those mean streets of Salt Lake City, it, it is it is it seems really rough out there for such a small town. I'm telling you, all those people out there at Sundance right now, just protect yourself. Be warned. It is it, it it's it seems like a dangerous, very dangerous place. How the heck are you guys doing? Are you good? Are you hanging in there? I hope so. Um, I really, I really do. I mean, right. We're almost out of January. So that means, uh, 2024 is almost over. <laughs> it's done. Isn't it crazy? And for all you young kids out there listening, I'm sure there's so many young kids out there listening. I will say before we get into this recap, it's true. As you get older, time just flies. You know, remember those days when you were a kid and it just moved so slow and you just, you're like, oh, and then you, you even got to the point where you had the luxury of being bored. You're like, oh God, it's just, oh, it's moved time. It's moving. Oh, so slow. I, oh my God, I'm never going to grow up. And then you do grow up, but then you keep growing up and then time moves faster and faster and faster. And my theory is that, you know, when you're younger, you don't, you know, everything is new to you. 
So your mind and your body is taking everything in. So it kind of like is this slow down process of feeling your way around the world. And then you kind of get used to it. And I think that speeds up everything is that we are used to time. We are used to days and nights and and everything. So it just kind of speeds up. It just everything just, I mean, can you believe we were already a month in to 2024? My God, that's crazy, right? And I was so tired today uh, that I, you know, and, and I, you know, there's no, no news to you. I'm, I can get into depressive states rather easily. Uh, <laughs> I don't even have to try hard anymore. Um, is that I, I was sitting there and I was d- drinking some warm tea, trying to get my voice in shape. And I just said, is this, is this my life? Am I going to be staying up till four in the morning, you know, 10 years from now going like these salt leg ladies and then going, oh God, I got to put this to bed because I got to do Beverly Hills tomorrow. And then I got to do a new season of Vanderpump Rules next week. You know, it's like, is this it? And and there is something really exciting about all of this, right? There is. But then it's hard because you do so much work that you don't have control sometimes of how people consume it or even if people are consuming it. And then you're like, oh, my God, are people tired of me already? I've been doing this for a minute. Is my time like, you know, the negative gremlins in our head, right? You know, the things I know I'm not the only one, the things that like talk shit in your head, not even the people outside that talk shit about you, your own head of like, quit, give up, you suck. You're done, dude. This is as good as it's ever going to get. Like those things can bring you down, right? I I think that's the other thing about getting old too, is you have to not just battle the world. You have to battle yourself. You have to literally tell yourself to shut the F up and just do the work. I don't know. It's, it's so hard. It's so tricky, right? Cause like, you know, I just want to do this stuff, but then you have to think, oh, how do I get further? How do I get more out there? Oh my gosh. I hope, I hope I'm prepared and I hope an opportunity comes and I hope luck hits me and finds me and all of this stuff. It can be maddening. How do you guys deal with it? Please give me advice. Tell me what I need to be doing. We need a call in line where we can just take callers and you can tell me what the hell I need to be doing. Oh, this is good. Did I do the recap already? Is it done? Okay. Well, have a good <laughs> Kyle, right? Oh my God. I said this yesterday, but I want to say it again. If you have Sirius, go listen to Jeff Lewis live with Kyle Richards this past week. I think she was on Tuesday's episode and, uh, I, Kyle revealed more information on that and the after show. Like I learned more about her and she came off so Great. And she was like very open, but she was also even talking about the pictures of her being paparazzied with Morgan Wade. I'm Morgan Wade. I didn't get invited to Spain. She talked about those paparazzi photos. And she's like, you know, what's crazy is that all my other girlfriends are there too. And they just get shots of me and Morgan. Now, who knows if that's true or not, but Kyle paints a pretty convincing picture of this story so much so that I even get confused. I'm like, I don't know, man, maybe it is just a special friendship. And all of our friends are just to the left of every paparazzi photo you see with them. I don't know. I thought it was really interesting. And I, I'm a big geek in listening to, I don't, I don't listen to a lot of podcasts that talk about what I talk about because it would just put me in my head too much, but I have to listen to the Jeff show because I, I, I do his show now every week and I listen to it to keep up on it. And it's one of those things 
when I, when I, when I get to listen to interviews, I just geek out so heavily because everybody has their different style and it's not something you can emulate. And Jeff's actually really interesting because he kind of has this throwaway style and he'll usually say something a little harsh, not about the guest, but about his own life. And it disarms the guest I've noticed. And then they start feeling freer to speak as well. Like Howard Stern would do that as well. And Howard Stern, I've talked about him so many times in his interview style. It's really interesting. He does a couple of great things where, you know, the guest will be walking in and he'll be like, oh, yeah, well, you know, and and then this is going on in my life. Oh, hey, Bradley Cooper, what's going on there? Yeah, sit down. Hey, Bradley, I was uh, I was thinking about you the other and he kind of just he'll be like constantly just talking about something and then he won't even make a big deal. And then the guests will sit down and be like, oh, I was just thinking about you the other day. It's so natural. And also the other thing Stern will do, he'll get a fact wrong early on in the interview of like, Oh, I, I read you, uh, you grew up in Columbus, Ohio and be like, no, actually it was uh, Dayton, Ohio, Dayton, Ohio. Okay. Well, that's interesting because I, you know, he'll get something wrong so that he can be corrected. And there is something psychological in there where then they, 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 you know, the guest feels like, Oh no, let me, you know, get some talking a little bit. And I don't even know if, you know, I know Howard has thought about that, but I, I I've not had any kind of conversation about Jeff about how he pr- approaches interviews, but it's really interesting because you can kind of tell. And then, you know, I was listening to Not Skinny, Not Fat the other day. I was listening to her interview with Sam uh, from Summer House about the Corey breakup. And I what I what I love about um, what about what I love about Amanda, uh, Not Skinny, Not Fat, is you can tell her guests really trust her. And I think it's because she's created such a great uh, or such a powerful online persona on Instagram. And a lot of people follow her and follow what she posts and things like that. So there's already this natural trust built or they want to almost kind of get along with Amanda. And I think Amanda is really kind of just throws everything away in the best way. I don't know. I geek out about that stuff. Do you guys geek about it? I do. I mean, like, I think it's really fun to listen to everybody's different approaches on that. I don't know. It's really exciting stuff. Uh, If you like this podcast, uh, consider giving it five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And just know, um, listen to the, the, the commercials. And if something, you know, if something hits your fancy, use the product code. It does help the show out. Um, I want to do good for any sponsor that's, uh, with me. I want to do good for Betches media and, um, Thank you for listening to both parts of the Salt Lake reunion. I know that can be annoying potentially when it's a continuation. And like I said, I know I'm throwing a lot at you, but make sure you're subscribed. Try to listen to as much as you can. Even just go to sleep with it. <laughs> just go to sleep with it on. Um, yeah, because I want this all to do good. I don't think, is there something, I don't think there's something wrong with wanting things to do good. You know, I would love to be an artist. I was about to say like Kanye West, but I'm going to scratch that. I do not want to be Kanye West, but an artist that just doesn't give enough. Like, ah, I'm just going to put it out. Whatever happens, happens. It's coming out of my soul. But no, don't we do things because we want them to do good? Maybe it's just me. Who knows? Um, also, I will be on Brav Bros, I believe, on Monday's episode. Uh, we had a really fun time talking, so I'll uh, go check that out when it is out. And I don't know if I'm allowed to announce. I don't know. I, th- there, I think there's some crappens news happening soon. So we'll we'll talk about that when I can talk about that. And that is it. Let's get into these kooky ladies. Anna Marie Wiley. She really, uh, Anna Marie Wiley. I mean, she won us over this week, right? I mean, the esophagus. But now we find out what an amazing lady she truly is. I am completely joking. Not at all. Not at all. 
I've not had a distaste. You know, it's not even a distaste because she's not even that exciting to get upset about, if that makes sense. I think what it is when they come in hot like this, it, it just almost you almost believe that, oh, my God, they seem like they could potentially be obnoxious in real life. Because part of you wants to believe, oh, they're just doing this because they're nervous, so they're pushing too hard. But there's something in me that thinks she might actually be like that in real life. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I gotta tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Where she tries to like find the weak link and throw them under a bus. And I just don't think it's necessarily working for her. Uh, but anyways, Andy Cohen today in an interview said uh, in regards to Anna Marie Wiley, he says, I want everyone to succeed. Social media is completely toxic and nasty, and it is also something that you can't be prepared for. It's a nasty world, he tells Entertainment Tonight. I think the viewers will see a new side of Anna Marie on the Spain trip. Uh, I have not seen that new side. Maybe he didn't mean last night's episode. Maybe he means next week's episode. I did not see a new side of Anna Marie Wiley, but me and Kate Arthur in that interview I was just telling you about that's out today as well. Um, in that interview that she did with Andy and the executives at Ched Media talks about how they want to set up their housewives for success because they invest. They do put money into any new housewife. If you get cast on one of these shows, they want it to work out. Even if you are a semi-villain or they think that you are going to be contentious with the other ladies, they still want it to work out. They're not bringing these people on because they want them to be hated. They want them to succeed in some way. And that's why I always think they need to do documentaries afterwards with the casting department, with the producers, where they walk through. And that's why I thought that Kate Arthur making a scene video that was in the first episode, the, the first one I was just talking about, it's so helpful to kind of see the nuts and bolts behind the scenes. But also, Andy does this great thing because he's like, kind of like the head guy and also a massive cheerleader is that he 
you know, he can't be like, oh, I hate Anna Marie Wiley too. Oh my God, I'm done with the esophagus. So what he'll do usually, and it's usually, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll do an interview where it'll be a positive quote. So the cast member doesn't feel completely bad about themselves. Now, also the social media being completely toxic and nasty goes into the Salt Lake city, the Heather Gay of it all. And you know, it can be, it can be a lot of positivity too. And it also is something that keeps these shows going. But I think it's an interesting quote in, you know, talking about last night's Beverly Hills trip, because I don't think we saw a new side. And I think he's being positive because this is a real person. And Anna Marie Wiley is going to be on Watch What Happens Live next week. And uh, who is she going to be on? She's going to be on with uh, Chloe Fineman from Saturday Night Live. So We'll see how that works. But I was thinking about Chloe Feynman because I was like, oh, my God, because then, you know, Chloe's going to be like, oh, my God, you're doing so well. Like, you know, we potentially will have to see a fake moment because I was thinking also of like, well, are we too hard on people? And I'm like, wait a sec. No, we are so positive usually with newbies a lot of the times. Like, you know, remember how positive we were with Leah McSweeney? Remember how even positive we were with Monica Garcia for so long? But if you are bad, if we sense a false note over and over and over and over again, we're going to talk about it. We, you know, that that's part of the game and it benefits the show because last night's episode, no matter what you thought of it, get this, it got the highest ratings of the season. It did a 1.172 million viewers with a 0.29 in the 18 to 49 demo. That's the age range that they want for advertisers, 18 to 49. It was a season high in total viewers. Now remember, 1.172 is just night of. It is not three-day or seven-day ratings. It does not take into account DVRs, uh, Peacock, anything like that. But that is, and in comparison, last night, uh, or two nights ago, the Salt Lake City, the Salt Lake City finale got oh so so ratings i think it was like a 0. 0.730 and so and beverly hills got a 1.172 i think i just said and that is just night of but just to compare this past sunday's potomac got a 0. 0.770 last this past Sunday's Potomac did better than the finale, the last part of the reunion of Salt Lake City. Doesn't that blow your mind? I was like, oh my God, all I've been thinking about is Salt Lake City. And then and the reality is Potomac did better on the uh, on just daily ratings. And I was wondering if the ratings got affected at all because, you know, the information got revealed about Monica not returning. You know, People Magazine, you know, officially broke that story, even if other people put out <laughs> information. Anyways, I wonder if that had something to do with it. I wonder if there was an exhaustion level. Um, I, I don't know. But I, I find ratings fascinating and what people are drawn to. And Beverly Hills, it's been a decent season. It hasn't been bad. I've liked it more than I've liked Potomac. But I don't think there is this through-line storyline like we have with Salt Lake City. So it's just a different animal. It's fine. And by the way, this episode is really silly. There's a couple like kind of dramatic scenes, or but it's 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 silly in the best way. So I'm, I hope you'll give me permission today to be silly, to to just 
to just be goofy. I need to do stupid voices and say stupid jokes. And I'll tell you out front, so somebody said they kicked their kid out of the car like I always tell them to do. Somebody was like, yep, you started cursing. I had to kick my kid out of the car. Yeah, so I'm probably going to use language. There's probably going to be some really like bad humor. There might be sexual situations that I joke about. And uh, if that is not your bag, I totally get it. Listen to that interview with Kate Arthur instead. That's a really, it's a really great conversation, but this is going to probably be really silly or maybe who knows, who knows? We'll find out. Also, I can't talk about tonight's traders yet because I don't want to spoil it. So I'll talk about it on Monday's episode. Uh, as always, a special thanks goes out to Juliana Carosa who took these notes. And I think Juliana was a little bit silly too, because said she was very tired taking these notes. Uh, she might've just miswrote that and said, tired of taking the notes, but regardless, Juliana, thank you so much. She is so amazing. This episode is episode 13. Remember they are filming the reunion today, Friday, as you are listening to this, they are filming the reunion. So we're probably going to get a couple of Instagram stories from Andy Cohen, where it's like, okay, we're here. Garcelle looking lovely. Hi, Andy. What's going on? All right. And then seven hours later, you'll get a story from Andy Cohen where he's like, still here. Oh my God. I just need to get out of here. Oh. And then hopefully if it's going really good, you get one at like 10 PM at night going, oh my God, I just need out of here. But I think I don't think there's this overarching storyline this season that would make it go super, super long, but who knows? This episode is entitled Tapas and Tattletales. It, it reminds me of one of my favorite shows, uh, <laughs> Toddlers and Tierras. Tapas and Tatty Tattletales. The summary that they give Peacock or that the Peacock gives us to let us check if we're going to like this episode or not says Sutton takes the ladies on a getaway to Barcelona where Garcelle fears supernatural house guests. Right there, I was like, fuck yeah, dude. Is this like the X-Files? Like, if if Sutton gets a horse and an alien, Sutton's like, well, this is my little E.T. I brought home from Barcelona. Yeah. He's going to live in he's going to live in Santos's little apartment, I say, I say. They continues on, Kyle's bold fashion choices leaves to re-questioning this new Kyle. I don't know if I can handle Kyle's bold fashion choices. Anna Marie puts Crystal in the hot seat for talking behind the group's back. So previously on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, we get a collection of scenes from this season. The day trip to Ojai, where Crystal is reading the the card game, lick someone's toe. And son's like, I'll do it. Yeah, I'm going to do I'll lick somebody's toe. And Kyle sticks her toe out for her to lick. And Sutton just goes to town on Kyle's toe. Sutton and the talking head's like, well, now this is the Kyle I love. We're finally getting there again. I love that this was like, what does that mean? Like, Oh, yeah. Oh, Kyle, let me lick on her toes and some of her phalanges. But she got real stuck up a year ago. But now she's back to Kyle where I can lick all of her body appendages, I say, I say. Also, I want to just warn you, forewarn you, my throat is really raw and ripped up. So my imitations are already pretty bad, but they're going to be even worse today because I can't when I when I try to raise the register of my voice, it just puts me in pain. So just just know I'm aware that they're extra bad today. We're back at Kyle's THC dinner party from earlier in the season where son's like, well, you're going to tell everybody I don't eat. And Kyle's like, you don't. And son's like, and you know that I have an esophagus. You know that I you know, I got esophagus issues, Kyle. You know it. 
And Kyle's like, I know you told me that. And then at Kyle's celebration of life from a couple of episodes ago, Anna Marie's like, no, esophagus is not a medical diagnosis, period. And Garso's like, why do you care? Also at the celebration of life event, Sutton to everyone going, hey, do you want to come to Barcelona? We're going to have a trip to Barcelona. And then a scene of Sutton in her kitchen going, well, but I don't even want to invite that that one doctor nurse. She's talking about Anna Marie. And Kyle's like, you already invited her. Well, well, she's going to owe me an apology, I say, I say. And then we have Crystal on a FaceTime with Garcelle going, when I first met Anna Marie, she told me she was a doctor. And Garcelle goes, and not a nurse. And then Sutton at the Homeless Not Toothless event saying, well, I got a board certified doctor, Anna Marie. And Anna Marie's like, good. And Sutton's like, well, so I know what I have. And Anna Marie's like, great. And Sutton's like, well, and you said that I made it up. And Anna Marie's like, I did not say you made it up. And Crystal's like, you said she lied. And Anna Marie's like, Crystal, didn't you want to go to med school? Didn't you want to? Anna Marie's voice, I'm starting to, it's like, Crystal? Like, do you notice she's like going, huh? Like, what? Like, there's this kind of extension and it goes a little higher. <laughs> it's time to change. Oh, anyways, Chris was like, did you go to medical school? Didn't you tell me you were an anesthesiologist when I met you? And Anna Marie's like, here we go, downplaying my profession again. And Chris was like, and let me tell you something. No, 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 dude, you are such a bitch. What is wrong with you? Finally, Crystal, after multiple seasons, comes unglued. And I have no problem with this. I have no problem with this. I'm sorry. That was warranted. And this is Housewives. Then we have Anna Marie calling Sutton on a FaceTime going, Sutton, I am sorry. I am begging for your forgiveness. And Sutton's like, well, I'm looking forward to working all this out with you, I guess. I really am. And then we have Kyle on FaceTime with Anna Marie going, have you talked to Crystal? And she's like, no, are you kidding me? And Kyle's like, how are we going to go to Spain? And then Anna Marie's like, Crystal owes me an apology. She mocked my profession. Um, we have taglines this week, but I'm going to skip them. And then we have this mellow music at the very beginning. The songs are getting uh, wackier each week. But this was like, like, you can hate me. You can like me. I'm still showing up to the party. And then the ladies, we see the round robin of each house getting ready for the trip. Garcelle uh, talking to Jazz or Taz, her assistant. And the whole point of this scene is like, oh my God, they're packing suitcases. But Garcelle's like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm bl- bringing glam on this t- this trip. That is just insane. I'm telling you folks, if I ever had to do a thing where I had to pay for glam and then also pay for glam to fly to somewhere, like I would be so livid. It's like, it's like when people have to hire lawyers for stupid shit, you're like, oh, what a waste of money. You shouldn't have to do this. And then music plays, set me free and party tonight. And we're over at Dorit's and Dorit's like, Jagaloo, Jagaloo, can you bring the shoes over for mommy? And Jagger, age nine, gives her these shoes. And Dorit's like, thank you, Jagaloo. Honestly, oh, those are a collector's items. And they zoom in on a pair of Chanel sneakers by Pharrell. Like, ah, oh, what are you, what are you, like Macy's? They're like, I need those Pharrell Chanel's. Anyways, there's logos and cocoa. It just looks like bad graffiti and other stuff written all over them, as well as mismatched colored shoelaces, red in the left shoe and black in the right shoe. Uh, I also these are collectors' items. Why are you? Why are you? Why are you using them? Like, oh, I'm gonna take Spain. 
I know what I need. My Pharrell Chanel's. Doreen is on her phone to PK. Hi, Papa. Oh, you're in bed. And PK is in bed. He's like, Oi, baby, what's going on? And Doreen's like, How are you feeling? Are you tired? Beep, boop, 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 boop. And he's like, Yeah, I'm good. I'm perfect. And Doreen's like, You have to get on London time. If you wake up early, Bubba, the best thing for you to do is just. And then little Jagaloo's like, Go back to sleep. And Doreen's like, Well, if you can go back to sleep, for sure. And then Jagger is saying, like, no, no, if you can't go back to sleep, close your eyes. And PK's like, oh, Jaggy. Yes, sir, Jaggy. The music goes on. You can hate me. You can like me. And now we're over at Crystal's house. She's sitting on the floor packing with her house manager, Lucy. And, uh, you know, Crystal's like, oh, my God, we've got to pick out Spanish dresses uh, or like dresses that are like Spanish, you know. And that's what's so great about shopping at Old Navy like I do is like I wouldn't even like like I don't think like it, if I was going to Spain, I'd be like, I don't even know. I'd just be like, yeah, I'll just pack what I normally wear. I don't know. Anyways, uh, Chris is like, I can wear this flamenco dancing. Do you know what I mean? And Lucy laughs and begins to shake around like a flamenco dancer clicking the castanets. Anyways, now we're over to Sutton. And this is a wild seed. Sutton, she's trying to pack. She's got a lot of shoes out for consideration. This obviously seems like a big project for Zola. Well, well, I gotta, I'm going to, to Barcelona, but uh, yeah, all week I'm going to be packing. That's going to be a big job this week, so I'm not going to be able to go visit Santos or do any of my matchmaking with my dates. No karaoke. I got to pack. And Sutton's going, we got to hurry, Avi. We have 8 million things to do. And Avi, Sutton's property manager, pushing this piece of lug luggage with Sutton sitting on top. It does just seem like uh, a lot of fun, kookiness, and craziness over at Sutton's compound. And Avi's like, excuse me, coming through, coming through. Oh, well, see, if you could only take me through the airport like this. Oh, Avi, you need to come, and I don't have to walk through the airport. I say, I say, I could, I could just do this. And she's wheeled to the closet and sounds like, well, this is awesome. And Alvy yells, España, España, yeah. Sutton jumps off the luggage. Well, do you think I should do a, a separate suitcase for shoes and handbags, if you will? And Avi's like, well, obviously, are you kidding me? And then Sutton's like, well, I need white jeans and I can't find them. So I got to go. I got to go buy me some white jeans. And then production puts a banner on the screen and it says Sutton's missing white jeans and zooms in on the items in the closet. But Juliana pointed this out and I did watch it a couple of times and you can't see where those white jeans are. So I don't know if production like went digging afterwards, but you can't see the white jeans where they said the anyways, Sutton doesn't have white jeans. Uh, Sutton pulls a sweater off the racks like, well, I don't like this plastic hanger. We know this. I wonder, he's like, Avi, you're, you're in charge of these hangers. I told you no plastic. I want wire hangers. Sutton grabs a white dress off the rack. Oh, oh my God, this is very sexy in case I meet a man. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches, and honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. 
Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash betches. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. And Avi gives a wolf call like, woo-hoo-hoo, ooh-la-la. And son's like, well, okay, I'll do my underpinnings and I'm done. And Avi's like, well, I'm not sure why I'm not coming. And son's like, well, come on. I don't want this to be no sore subject with you. And Avi's like, well, about what? And son's like, well, because I am bringing Noel. And Avi's like, well, you need glam. I understand that. And then son's like, well, then also, you know, I'm bringing Moose. I'm bringing Moose. And Avi gives her like these big Avi eyes. And uh, <laughs> this, this relate the Avi Sutton relationship, you know, because what happened to her old little house guy, like the little guy, you know, what I forgot his name. What happened to him? Did he move on to greener pastures? But Avi, you know, this relationship, it's like a will they, won't they, you know? I think at the <laughs> I think at the come on, come on, Avi. Listen, we've we've gone through a lot this season. I think at the end of the day, after all this dating, there's only one man for me. I say, I say, and that is you, Avi. Come on, come on. Let me let me ride you around on a suitcase. Um, suddenly they're talking head like, well, come on. I started working for the Merce Cunningham Studio. I say, I say, when I was in my twenties back in the nineties in New York city, I do need a Sutton prequel. I heard this and I was like, Oh my God, this is like sex in the city. We need Sutton in the big city. Like, Oh, come on. Pre nine 11. I say, I say bright lights, big city. I'm out there on the streets in New York, getting my cosmopolitans, hanging out with my dance instructor. Merce. They show us a photo of Merce Cunningham. And he was a dance choreographer, a very famous one. He, in a dance pose, wearing his tights. He says, well, Moose was one of the best in the dance world. He was respected like no one else. I looked up to Moose like he was, he was God, I say, I say. Suddenly, Avi in this scene goes, well, so don't you want to go get Moose? And Avi's like, wait, you mean the ashes? So the whole bit of the scene, you guys, is Merce is passed away and Sutton has a little bit of Merce in a plastic Ziploc bag, which is, you know, where you keep your former dance instructors if they've meant something to you. Uh, Erica will potentially have Mikey Minden in a Ziploc one day. All the greats do it. But uh, yeah, 
Son's like, mm-hmm, yeah, go get Mus. And Avi's like, what? And Son's like, well, we got to pack him and figure out what to put him in. And Avi's like, oi, vey, osmer, which means, oh, woe is me. And Son's like, oh, vey, osmer, indeed. Avi, leaving to go get Mus, um, goes, this is against my religion. Sutton in a talking head goes, well, I've had Mus's ashes now. I don't know where it was. got to be 12 years or something. I want to release these ashes in a significant place and make this a really meaningful trip. I need to know way more about all of this. I, You're just, wait, wait a sec, wait. You're now going to Barcelona with uh, ashes, a new character named Merce, that we that meant something so much in your life. I mean, like way more about this. Like, and is it going to be hijinks? Is this going to be like a weekend at Bernie's? Well, instead of a body, we're going to be losing the ashes. Like, is it the ashes? I, I just picture like the ashes, like flying it in the Erica Jane's face, going, "Can I do that?" Ah, like the, it just seems like hijinks are going to ensue with the ashes. And also, do you think Merce, this very well-respected dance instructor, is like? Sutton, I'm going to leave you some of my ashes, but I, I want to, I want you to promise me if reality shows ever do hit big, please never put me on reality television. Do you think Merce would like to be talked about being packed up to go to Barcelona with Kyle Richards and Erica Jane? Anyways, Avi returns to Sutton's closet wearing rubber gloves and delicately holding a Ziploc baggie with Merce written in it. And it's a very small amount. Like I don't feel like she has all of Merce or Merce. I don't think she has all of him. So like maybe she got like a tenth of him, a thirtieth of him. Who knows? Maybe a lot of people have a small amount of Merce. But I am curious of the story of what what's the deal with the ashes? Do you have like where's the rest of Merce? Do you take a little bit of Merce on every trip you go on and then just spread him out all over the world? Did she have to pay for them? Is she, is this one of the board? Like, well, when I say I'm on the board of a ballet company, I say, I say that means the mus. I bought the mus ballet company. Like, is this one of the boards she's on? I just need to know so much about this. And for somebody so particular, how does she feel about traveling around with um, uh, ashes with hu- former human remains, you know? Uh, Sutton's like, well, come on, uh, Avi, will he fit in this little container? And she holds a small round red and white striped box that looks like a peppermint. And Avi's like, well, if we dump the ashes in there, and Sutton's like, well, how do we know he's going to fit in there? Maybe I should put a Ziploc bag in a little pretty thing and then open that Ziploc bag. And Avi's like, well, just make sure it doesn't blow in your face when you're and he demonstrates tossing the ashes. And Sutton is like, ah, her voice is so weird right here. If you go, Sutton's like, ah, 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 I'm a little nervous about this. I'll say, I'll say. We're now at LAX and the ladies are being dropped off. Gentlemen standing curbside helping with the luggage and the doors. Crystal and Erica arrive first and are watching as Anna Maria arrives and unloads her bags. And Crystal's like, that's a lot of luggage. And Erica's like, now don't be judgy. Come on. And Crystal's like, I'm not. And Crystal in a talking head goes, I think Spain is going to be great restart for all of us. There's nothing to sangria or five can't fix. And you always know it's going to be bad for the person that says they think that the trip is going to be good. You're like, oh, it's like. It's like the person in the scary film that says, I'll be back. You're like, oh, you're going to die. Crystal to Anna Marie goes, are you bringing us presents? And Anna Marie's like, you can take whatever you want. And then they fake hug. And I was like, how are they even on hugging terms after Anna Marie was talking shit about Crystal? I don't even know how we got to fake hugging terms at the airport with them already. Eric and I talking head goes, this trap is starting out on a good. No, nobody's killing each other at LAX. (laughs) 
I'm like a giant. I mean, so far, so good. Anna Marie goes, well, I literally finished packing at 3.10 a.m. And Crystal goes, so at the end, you just start throwing in stuff. And Anna Marie's like, exactly. Garcelle and uh, Kyle arrive next, then Dorit, then Sutton. Garcelle and her talking head goes, I have never been to Spain. I always wanted to go to Spain. I am looking forward to the food, the culture, the men, the life. Have we ever, I, I think we saw Garcelle go on like one date, but like, I would love, wouldn't you love to see a real date with Garcelle or Garcelle really date somebody? Like, I would love to see what that's like because there, she's always making sexy jokes. So like, is Garcelle, like, does Garcelle like to like throw down, like, is Garcelle like, hey, does the carpet match the drapes, gentlemen? Like, what is, is does Garcelle really like to, I, I'm just so curious, or is it just kind of like fun, flirty talk? Anyways. I also want to say this actually was really cool because it reminded me of my Spain trip I took. What was that? Five years ago now? It was it was pre-pandemic, like when it was like six months, six or seven months before the pandemic, I think. And I went with my best friend Nick and his sister and our other buddy Matt and and Nick's parent, Nick and Jess's parents. And we went to Spain and we started off in Barcelona and we went to the Primavera Music Festival out there and got to see Tame Impala and Miley Cyrus and all these uh, jungle, all these amazing bands and their festivals will last throughout the night. And we had the best food. I mean, I remember this one place, you guys, we went to this place Bourdain recommended uh, that was just so amazing. And uh, then we went to this place. I mean, they had shrimp the size of my fist and it was just so amazing. And it was one of those times, you know, that like when you looked the best, like I was like slim, my beard didn't have any white in it. And it was just, and I was like, I was, you know, out of my marriage and it was like, it was such an important trip. And like, my, I remember my parents being really excited for me to go and it was just really, really fucking nice. And then we went to there and then we stopped and we did a stop on a train and then we went to Madrid and just the architecture and Gaudi and all of this. I mean, I just couldn't recommend Spain anymore because I don't, I've only been to Japan and Spain. Those are like my two overseas trips and it was just so magical. And so that was, it was kind of nice. I was like, oh, I kind of know a little bit about where they're going. Uh, which you will get none of that flavor with this recap. So. <laughs> but it was great, man. And they were, they're they all big in siestas in Madrid. And they would all, you know, everybody I was with would go take naps. And there was like a little uh, pub that was like right down, like literally downstairs from where we were staying at the Airbnb. And I would have like a cider. Uh, and they had the cider and this cool, like this really cool, like way to pour it out that they would bring to the table. And I remember just like, I would be, writing in my notebook and this was before the podcast and I would be writing notes about what I wanted it to be this show. And I would be doing that and I would be listening to, uh, this album by local natives. I remember listening to a Lizzo album, a grateful dead album. And I would just kind of like sit there and people watch while they were siestaing. And it's just one of the best times of my life. You know, I, 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 I look forward to more times like that, hopefully. Anyways, they all make their way to the plane and find their seats in first class, and we see short videos of their plane ride over. I'm kind of of the mind, I would like to see an entire episode of just the plane ride. Like, I would love a full 12-hour plane ride. Dorit's like, I have my ritual, my PJs. And she's dressed in her Chanel pajamas and slippers worth $1,217. I swear to God, whenever Dorit puts on something expensive now, I'm scared that she's going to get burgled, even on the plane of like, 
take take that off. Like, oh no, PTSD. Uh, Crystal goes, yes, queen. Wow, your pajama outfit is worth more than like my wedding dress. Andrea goes, sweetheart, if you're going to travel, travel in style. And Crystal's like, these are my pajamas. And they put up a Chiron that says $7.99 on clearance. 12 hours later, we see Sutton going, well, we're about to land. It looks real pretty outside from here. Um, we also, before they had, you know, 12 hours before, like we saw Kyle cracking a book, but like, I want to know what you watched on the plane, what movies and TV you watched, man. There was something so exciting. I always say something so exciting about watching movies on a plane. You're like, to me, it's not even the fact that the plane can actually fly in the air. It's the fact that like, whoa, we can get TV up here. Like, that's the thing to me of like, man, technology is wild, but you will watch. And and I read this article, how you are more likely to watch a film on a plane and cry. There's something about elevation and stuff that actually opens up your sinuses and makes you a little more emotional because I will, I will routinely cry on planes depending on what I'm watching. Do you, are you, are you guys like that? Anyways, um, they're off the plane, they're gathering their slew of luggage, and they are making their way to the Sprinter van. And they, they open the door of the Sprinter van, and Heather Gay is in there, and she's pissing and puke. No, 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 no. Kyle's taking a selfie video of everyone going, guys, are we excited to be in Spain? And they all clap, and we see a Chiron that says, Barcelona, Spain. And we were shown like just the, the beauty of Spain from city buildings, cathedrals, beautiful architecture, bustling shops, beaches, azure colored water with bright sailboats winding roads along the coast surrounded by lush green fir trees we see the sign that says Sitges Sitges uh, son's like, well, we're going to draw for rooms so it's uh, so it's fair. And Dorit's like, nice, nice. He doesn't sound too bad. Nice. And son's like, well, but all the rooms are beautiful, you know, so it's, it's going to be okay. Suddenly, the talking head goes, well, the house where we're staying is in uh, is in Sitges, you know, one of the first places where the Merce Cunningham Dance Company performed in Europe. How amazing is that? Now I got his ashes with me. I say, I say. They show us a villa at Airbnb Sant Per de Rips, Spain, and we see an archive flyer from 1966 for Merce's event back then. And Sutton's like, well, so we got a quick little rise. I wanted to play a little game. What is the deal with fucking games on shows this season on Bravo? Like, did we like lose the power of like actual natural conversation where they're like, hey, let's play a game. But Sutton's like, yeah, we're going to play a game real quick. This one's called Russian Roulette. And Sutton literally pulls out a pistol and she's like, just goes, well, we're going to each get a shot of this, right? <laughs> we're going to play Russian Roulette. Hey, come on, let's do this. <laughs> take, a, take a shot of this vodka. Let's go. Eric's like, no. And Sun's like, well, come on. I have a prize for the winner, whoever wins. And Garcelle's like, is it a Birkin? And Sun's like, well, come on. It's a good prize. The game is called, get this, called All of a Sutton. So all of a sudden, but all of a sudden. And that's once again, I was like, okay, yeah, we need to ban games. And Kyle in a sarcastic voice is like, isn't that cute and clever? And Chris was like, let's play a game about me and let's call it me. <laughs> oh, anyways. Sutton reads from her phone, goes, okay, first question, name one of my cat's names. And Erica's like, Prance, Prance. And Sutton's like, well, you get a point, Erica. If you get two points, I'm going to buy you your old Pasadena house back. That's a surprise. <laughs> 
Question, what was one of my first jobs in New York City? And Dorit shoots her arm in the air. And Erica's like, Marista. And Dorit's like, Starbucks. And Kyle's like, stripper. And Garcelle goes, oh, that's Erica. And Erica goes, ha, 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 ha. You're damn right. And guess what? Nothing's changed. I like Erica's inference of, I'm still stripping. I'm throwing around these meat bags, showing these men my legs, getting an old lap dance from Anka Jane. But anyways, they're all hooting and laughing, having fun, and sounds like, well, you made a lot more money than I did as a nanny. I was a nanny. That's what my job was in New York. A nanny, I say, I say. We need to interview those kids. Like, I would love to hear Nanny Sutton stories. Yeah. <laughs> Sutton took us down for um, ice cream and she just ended up buying the ice cream store. It was crazy. Anyways, uh, the next question is, what is my father's name? And Crystal's like, Mr. Sutton. And then Erica's like, I know your father's name. It's uh, John. And Sutton's like, yeah, John T. But I won't take John. I'll take it. Sutton to Garcelle goes, well, you're really disappointing me, Garcelle. Well, I'm out here trying. And Sutton's like, well, okay, question. What is the name of my middle child? And Garcelle goes, uh, Philip. Yeah, you got one, Garcelle. Last question. What is my second car that's not the Bentley? Yeah, not the Bentley. And Dorit's like, Chevrolet, Chevy, Chevy. And Erica's like, F-150. And Son's like, I mean, I do believe that Miss Erica Jane is the winner. Sutton in the talking head goes, God say, I really thought that you'd be the winner since we talk almost every day. I say, I say, a lot just listen to Sutton talk about her life and not, and then we, then we hit the eighties, you know? Oh, sorry. By the way, that was a note. I wrote a note. I wrote a note going, how funny would it be? Of Garcelle just has to listen to Sutton talk on the phone every night, you know, like, well, and then um, the 1980s started Garcelle, and Garcelle's just like, Zzz. anyways, Garcelle and Atagane goes, listen, I'm her bestie, but you know, I can't know everything. And then Eric and Atagane goes, I know every answer. So who is the best friend here? Garcelle goes, well, what does she get? What does she get? And Dorit's like, a tiara. And Garcelle's like, from Dolce and Gabbana. And Sun's like, no, from Sutton's store. <laughs> I like that Sutton, like I'm telling you, I don't think Sutton cares to or even makes probably a dime of profit over at Sutton's store. I bet she just goes in there. She's like, oh shit, I got to grab something for this little game on the trip. I'm just going to grab. I bet she just grabs and goes. Like people are like doing inventory. They're like, why is there always things missing? And Sutton just grabs. Uh, they finally arrive at a huge Spanish tiled roof and weathered stucco historic looking villa and immediately get off the Sprinter van. And Garcelle's like, I see sangria. And they are greeted by Zoe, the Airbnb host. Hello, ladies. And she and Sutton hug. And Zoe's like, welcome to Villa Catalina. Villa Catalina. And all the ladies are given a glass of sangria. And Erica to Kyle's like, is that your Shirley Temple? And Kyle's like, it is. Non-alcoholic. Yeah, I'm just kidding. The ladies enter the villa and they see the heavy Spanish architecture, thick dark wood beams on the ceiling, staircase railings, lots of wood carving, details, stucco walls, chandeliers, heavy antique furniture. Sutton and talking heads like, well, this house is this chateau rustic looking house. And Zoe's like, welcome to Villa Catalina. It was built in the 14th century, so it is over 700 years old. Erica's like, Wow, Jesus time's up here. Yeah, 700 years old. That's almost as old as Tom Gerardi. 
By the way, Erica is probably going to be a squatter at this house. I'm never leaving. I've got rights. I've got squatter rights. Yeah. And Zoe was like, it was built by one of the famous wine producing families in Spain. They show a cavern-looking wine cellar with very old rustling racks full of extremely dusty two-buck chuck wine bottles, as well as dozens of old wood wine barrels. And Zoe continues, while it's been fully restored, we have left some of the original features. And just to warn you that, and Erica finishes, goes, it's haunted. And Zoe smiles, well, yeah, that's what you're going to tell us. I knew it. I'm Erica Jane. I'm a ghost hunter. And Zoe's like, well, I've never seen anything. I felt it. I felt it. It's haunted. All the ladies look at Erica and gasp. And Erica and talking to goes, I do have the ability to smell different spirits. And the producer and talking to goes like, wait, so you smell spirits? And Erica's like, yeah, I really can. I really can. By the way, Erica probably is just smelling her own farts. And you're like, wow, that smells like Taco Bell. Oh, must be a spirit, a dark. There's a dark energy I smell. <laughs> it's probably just Lisa Rinna with Vaseline all over her face. <laughs> wow, I smell a dark force. That's Freddie Mellencamp, Eric. <laughs> How are we like 30 seasons in to Erica's... Erica being a cast member, and we just found out she's a Ghostbuster. Like, who are you gonna call? Erica Jane and Mikey Minden. When there's something strange in your neighborhood, who are you gonna call? Erica Jane. I'm gonna do a lap dance on a ghost. Ghostbusters. When Lisa Rinna is dancing on Instagram. Who are you going to call? Erica Jane. I didn't take nothing from those victims. Fuck off. Ghostbusters. Erica goes, son, you bumped us a haunted house. And Dorit's like, what? What? Like, Dorit's always like just so wet blanket all of a sudden. Dorit and the talking head's like, what the fuck? Who the hell says that? Chill out, Dorit. My God, it's fine. they didn't say like we've lost lives here. Anna Maria and a talking head's like, no, no, no. We all know who goes first in the horror movies. And she's pointing to herself. And I was like, oh, anesthesiologist? What do you mean? Garcelle and a talking head's like, between me and Anna Maria, I hope it's her. <laughs> Zoe goes, the previous owners told us there are some little people. And son's like, well, so you failed to mention this earlier. This is in none of those Airbnb reviews I read about no little people. And Zoe's like, well, they're super friendly spirits. And Kyle's like, are you saying ghosts? And Anna Marie's like, she's saying ghosts. And Crystal's like, but they're friendly. They hang out. And Anna Marie's like, she's saying they're little guys running around. Little Vern Troyers. Anna Marie, uh, by the way, you're like, you know Anna Marie's going to see these little ghosts and be like, it looks like you have a small esophagus, little person. Little tiny ghost. I bet you have any, you have ED. Little tiny ghost, man. Kyle goes, see them or hear them and feel them. What's going on? And Zoe's like, don't to be worried at all. And Erica's like, we're going to die. Yeah, we're going to die. Sutton and the talking head's like, well, what's she talking about? What's she talking about, Willis? Aliens? <laughs> Come on. Anna Marie and the talking head's like, 
what are these little people? Like, are these ghosts? Are these Martians? And Erica and the talking head's like, what are they, God knows? I have no idea. I don't even care, really. Do they even have money? Garcia and the talking head's like, well, they would be little and really pale and have these hairs sticking out and their eyes are big and they're coming for me, Garcia. The production changes her voice and makes it squeaky, like, Garcia, Garcia. And Erica's like, you guys, just embrace it. Because, like, what the hell? I like that Erica's, <laughs> you can tell. She's kind of used to any scenario, like just even potentially dating way older men of like, yeah, just go with it. Yeah, just let yourself go. Yeah, just let these aliens touch you. Yeah, not a big deal. Maybe it'll work out. Zoe's like, well, I'm sure you ladies are really tired after your journey. So we prepare some cocky, some cockies and some tapas. And sudden, let me know that you're going to draw for the rooms. What you're going to draw for the rooms. And when she said that, I was like, oh, my God, Kim's there. Is she going to draw on the walls? And But she meant draw for the rooms. And Anna Marie's like, I just want the least haunted room. And the ladies all pick a number out of a bowl, go find their rooms. And son's like, well, what is it? What was this? Is this a nine or a six? Is this a six to nine? What's going on? The one without the little people, please. Oh, ooh, I have a bathtub. Yeah. Anna Marie's like, I have 10. Oh, wow. This is cute. Nice digs. And Chris is like, this is my favorite room in the house. And Anna Marie's like, oh, and I have the view of the pool. Crystal's like, oh my God, lucky eight. I love it. This is a great room. This is really nice. Now in the Chinese culture, the number eight is the luckiest. And Eric is like, yeah, this is really nice. Yeah. And Garcelle's like, is this a seven or an F? And so he's like, it's a seven. And suddenly like, well, you're close to me, Garcelle. And Garcelle's like, okay, so this is my room. It's okay. Yeah. And then Eric is like, I have three. Okay. One, two, three. And she's meaning Kyle to read and Erica, but also I thought this would be a great like Sesame street teacher kids how to, to count, like learn to count with Erica Jane. <laughs> One, two, three. That all goes to me. I'm not going to share any of those numbers with you. I earn those numbers. How dare you? Fuck those victims. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Erica goes into her room and goes, I'm good. Okay. The spirits aren't here. She, she smells and she can tell the spirits, the spirits aren't here. Kyle's room. Number two is next. Uh, Kyle wheels her suitcase in and out of nowhere, fucking she unzips it. Morgan Wade pops out. Hey, Kyle, it worked. I was in storage. Ew, it's all hot. <laughs> this suitcase smells like shit kickers and love. What are we going to do in Barcelona? No, Morgan's not in her suitcase. I do miss Morgan, though. I wish more Morgan the better. Treats to Kyle. He's like, okay, so I'm going to be using your full-length mirror, Kyle. And Dreet's like, and this is one. This is my room. All right. Great. And Eric and the talking head's like, I don't need ghosts and little people in my life. I'm on medication. I'm trying very hard to remain stable. That's a kind of a funny line. But then I was also thinking, like, what are you what what are you talking about? Like medication? Like, is it, are you talking about your SSRIs, your antidepressants? Like, I'm like, what what medication? Because also, I don't want to like medic like antidepressants. You guys, it's not like I I always want to like. Um, 
you know, kind of deflate the mystery. Like it doesn't turn you into this wacky where like you're trying to remain stable. Like it, it really does help. And I was like, what is she exactly talking about? I don't know. It just confused me. Anyways, Kyle's like, is that hatch on the ceiling an attic? And Erica pushes it. No, it's a vent. And Dorit's like, no, it's an attic. I'm telling you. Oh, wouldn't it be great if they do a flowers in the attic reenactment? Kyle's like, ah, uh, now you've left it cracked. Kyle and I talking there goes, in a house like this, you don't open vents. You don't go into attics or basements. Everybody knows that. Um, Erica's like, nobody jumped out of there. And Dorit's like, yet, <laughs> yet. And Zoe's like, so if you ladies would like to get ready, we will have dinner prepared for you soon. And the ladies get their luggage and begin settling into their rooms. Dorit rolls her luggage into a room and a camera operator follows her, bumps into a wall behind her, and Dorit shrieks. She's like, oh, oh, my pit stop, my PTSD, oh, fucking hell. And the camera operator's like, oh, oh, oh my God, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, I do love... Like, I would love to follow the staff like Zoe that works there. I want a little bit more of a below deck vibe when they go on trips now, because I want to know how Zoe's like, oh, my God, they're fucking crazy. Did you hear what they did with the news of the ghost? It was like nonstop, like Jesus, Louise. Um, Next, the parade of glam arrives. Remember, a lot of these ladies brought glam, including Garcelle. Garcelle and the talking heads like, oh, my God, it's excessive. I've never traveled with glam before this group, but it is a must because you got to keep up with these bitches. Suddenly, we hear a big thud in Dorit's room, and Kayla, Dorit's assistant's like, oh my god, it fell. And Dorit's like, it fell? Oh my god! Oh my god! Beep, boop, 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 boop. And I thought, oh my god, what fell? And there's a bar holding the hangers in Dorit's closet, and it made all the clothes fall on the floor. And, you know, this could be the little people. This could be the ghosts. This could be the aliens. And Erica's like, it fell down. And she starts cackling. <laughs> and Kyle's like, how does the closet fall down? And Kayla in a spooky voice is like, by the little people. And Dorit in a talking head goes, Ay, Dios mio. I'm a child of the world. <laughs> Chanel does not belong on the floor. And by the way, her dress, Chanel, like it was in a garment bag. So I think it's okay. Kyle is unloading her luggage. is like, I don't think I packed properly for this place. Dorit comes into Kyle. What the hell is this? Pleather with rhinestones? <laughs> Kyle, it's dental floss. She picks up Kyle's silver mini dress with thin straps. I mean, that takes some real balls for Dorit of all people to comment on somebody else's fashion. Kyle and I talking head goes, well, I'm sorry I'm not serving Widow from the 1950s with all my outfits. <laughs> that was in a talking head, not to Dorit's face. Kyle usually will never say the mean thing to their face. She laughs at her total dig at Dorit as they flash a photo of Dorit in a chic black plant suit with a gray and blue fake fur collar. Dorit is sifting through Kyle's things like, ooh, I wonder if Kyle will see if I pocket a couple of these things and sell them on... <laughs> So was, <laughs> sell them on my eBay store. <laughs> no, she goes, that's a lot of leather you brought, Kyle. What's all the, what's all with these whips? Oh, Kyle and it's <laughs> Kyle talking head goes, I never know what I'm going to be in the mood for. So I have a variety of things. Leather leggings are my go-to. These are crotchless. <laughs> no, <laughs> so 
Kyle's even confused right now, even with clothing. He could go either way. Dorit, examining another skimpy black piece of Kyle's, goes, Not in Spain! You can tell the thought is like, You are so naughty, Kyle! Kyle continues in a talking head, Maybe my clothes do look like a hooker. Big deal! Because that's part of freedom. She's finding the freedom to be her. And if she wants to dress like a hooker, and by the way, we don't say hooker anymore. We say lady of no. We, I, what do we, we say sex worker? That's what I think that's the proper term, Kyle. Come on. Dorit's like, okay, well, you've got a bathing suit. And Kyle's like, G-string. And Dorit gasps, Kyle, who are you? Who is this new person? Almost as to say, like, you're a sex deviant, Kyle. You're going to be like a gimp. She's a big old black mask with a zipper, Kyle. Dorit in the jogging goes, I don't know this Kyle. Yes, she's got an amazing body and she wants to show it off with a little tatas. I get it. But what are you thinking when you're packing like this? Hoo-hoo, beep boo boo Is Kyle looking for her next husband in Spain? And Kyle's like, this is supposed to cover my ass, this part. And by the way, Dorit, she might even be looking for a wife in Spain. Doesn't have to be a husband. Dorit's like, well, I'm going to go get ready, you pervert. I don't know what you're doing. And Kyle's like, I'm going to go put my things away. Well, honey, maybe some of the things you need to put away, away. And Kyle's like, like throw away? Yes, like garbage can. Beep, boop, 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 boop. Night has fallen. The ladies are getting clamped by their teams. <laughs> They're gathering downstairs as they become ready. Crystal and Sutton are descending the marble staircase first. <laughs> Whew, I am running out of steam. Let's let's get okay. Okay. So night has fallen. The ladies are getting glammed. Uh they come downstairs. Sutton's like, well, we're gonna sound like tap dancers all the way down with our shoes all clickety clacketed. Crystal's like, is that live music? And there's a guitarist playing and a woman singing in the courtyard. And I was like, wouldn't it be great if PK was like, ladies and gentlemen, Berlin, take my breath away. Sutton's like, yeah, come on. I told you there would be music. Come on. Crystal grabs Sutton around her waist. This is so romantic. And they was like, oh my God, this is beautiful. And Sutton's like, come on, let's go to the bar. I like my drinks strong and I don't drink that many of them. Come on. Garcelle's almost ready and Anna Maria is waiting with her. And Garcelle's like, we're fully in a haunted house. There's doors that look like they shouldn't even be opened. And the cameras show a creepy door being opened. The hinge squeaky eerily. And Garcelle's like, I don't fucking play with that shit. I don't play with Ouija boards. I don't play with ghosts. In a talking head, she says, listen, I'm Haitian. And where I'm from, there's voodoo. There's witchcraft. Growing up, I would hear stories. You know, they went to a funeral and it was an open casket. And the, the person turned into a goat. Like, think, what the fuck are you talking about, Garcelle? turned into a goat like who the fuck cares about beverly hills all the season you're telling me there's a funeral where somebody got turned into a goat and we're not going there like the fucking rest of the season should be hunting down this story like turned into a goat like how am i gonna fucking think about erica for the rest of this hour like i'm gonna just be thinking about a fucking thing or a person turned into a goat where you live She's like, or I would hear drums in the middle of the night and we weren't allowed to look outside because they didn't want us to see. I don't want any part of it because I believe those things do exist. Somebody turned into a goat. What? That's the Lifetime movie I want to see out of Garcelle of like, she turned into a goat. My new film for Lifetime. Sorry. 
Garcelle goes, if there's any ghosts in here, please be nice. Don't scare me. And then out of nowhere, Lisa Rinna's is like, ah, <laughs> you thought you had seen the last of Lisa Rinna, but I'm here in Barcelona. <laughs> I've got, I've got moisturizer slathered all over my face and little eye patches under my eyes. <laughs> Anna, sorry. So anyways, it's 11 p.m. and they're outside for dinner. So it's a late start. We go to Kyle's room. She's having trouble getting things on. She's, you know, and Dorit's like, well, Kyle, don't wear your stripper heels. And Kyle's like, I'll skip the stripper heels. All right, honey, I'll see you in a minute downstairs. So they go downstairs. They're getting drinks. Kyle's still in her room. Uh, trying to find the right outfit. She's just going through things. And this is why, like, listen, for me, it's so simple. I either wear dirty basketball shorts or I like, I have like two pairs of jeans that actually fit. Like I have a lot of jeans. They're like, like every jean I own besides those two are like dream jeans for when my body magically goes back to how it was. Um, but until then, like, it's like not much of a choice. I either put the blue jeans on or I put the black jeans on. And once the blue jeans or the black jeans are on, they don't come off. Like, I'm not like, oh, no, you know what? Let's go with the blue jeans instead. No, I'm like, you're in the black jeans. You're not, there's no, there's no other, it's done. Anyway, anyways, Erica's going down to the uh, cor- the courtyard herself. Son's like, oh my gosh, Erica has a present on from the game earlier. It's the Tierra. She's like, yeah, the Tierra. We stuck it all real quickly. All right. And Garcelle's like, well, it looks good on you. Congratulations. Thank you very much. I won the prize. I'm not going to give this to the victims neither. Kyle finally appears, moving slowly, joining them. And Erica's like, Senorina, you are sexy, you bitch. I love you for this. You look beautiful. At the moment, a young man dressed in a chef's jacket emerges from a door in the courtyard. And he's like, hi, welcome to Villa Catalina. I'm Storm. And Erica's like, hola, yeah, hola. And he's like, I'm the chef. The girl's like, hi, Storm. Hi, chef, Sutton says. Well, he's hot. Garcelle and Italian is like, Storm can feel free to rain all over me. <laughs> Bring it. Does, I mean, listen, kick the kids out of the car real quick or just like, and, and this is between me, you know, like this is what I'm talking about. Does does Garcelle mean jizz? Is that what she's just like Storm can feel free to, free to rain all over me? Is, what is she, what is Garcelle talk? Listen, Garcelle has fucking watched people turn into goats. I don't know what she means. Can feel free to rain all over me. Like it's either sweat or like the, the you know, but I was like, damn Garcelle, this poor Storm guy. It's probably his like first chef job and he's getting catcalled by all these ladies. Storm's like, well, I hope you enjoy the house and the food. We're going to have the typical Spanish tapas. So whatever you want, you can go inside. Dinner's ready. And Garcelle's like, are you here the whole time we're here? And everybody's laughing because everybody's flirting with them. And Storm's like, yeah, I'll, I'll be this whole week here. Uh, but by the way, Storm should be like, yeah, but I'm going to have to actually probably file a complaint with HR over the, the behavior right now. Um, so everybody's like, nice to meet you, Storm. Oh, my God. And Garcelle calls out, thank you, chef. And she quietly says to Erica, we can tag team them. And Erica's like, anytime you want, you go first. I'll take second. Okay, Garcelle says. Like, my God. (laughs) I'm going to fuck that guy six ways from Sunday. Yeah. He's a little like 40 years younger than what I usually go for. But yeah, I won't take seconds. You wear them out. Um, Erica, it was (laughs) crazy. Anyways, they're all having a good... It's actually fun to watch them have a good time. 
Garcelle in a talking head as they're bringing the food out. He's like, he can cook. He has an accent. We're in Spain. I mean, ole. Who writes these lines for them? I don't smell. So anyways, the ladies move inside of the dining room and son's like, well, okay, I brought a special guest, ladies. And Anna Marie's like, one of the ghosts? <laughs> and Kyle's like, Whoa! And Anna Marie's like, stop it, Kyle. And Sutton's holding a box and he's like, I would like to introduce you all to his name is Merce Cunningham. I'll say, I'll say. And she holds the box open and the ladies are looking at the Ziploc baggie of ashes and Sutton continues, and he is a world-renowned choreographer. He's a real big deal. And Kyle's smirking, like, in a little box. And Dorit's like, is he supposed to go into a little Ziploc like that? What is Dorit's fucking problem this season with the Kyle outfit? I mean, she can't even agree on a Ziploc. Sutton's like, well, come on, it came like this in an envelope. And Kyle's like, but that's a Ziploc. Well, when you get ashes, it's called an envelope. And Kyle whispers an alert, uh, you know, to Erica, it's a Ziploc. And dude's like, oh, dear. Garcelle and a talking head goes, this man meant so much to you and he's in a Ziploc. Kyle and a talking head says, I don't want to be put in a Ziploc bag. Put me in a Birkin. Fine. But a Ziploc? Nope. No, come on. Doesn't Ziploc, like Birkin should make Ziplocs, by the way. Sutton explains, well, he was one of the founders of modern dance. He invented the Roger Rabbit and the Running Man. No, Erica's like, Okay, yeah, with Martha Graham and all of them, yeah, Twyla, she means Twyla Tharp, Mikey Menden, all the greats, and so it's like, yeah, Twyla studied under him. Okay, there you go. Erica goes, Miss Cunningham was a real legend, and I kind of feel like a loser for not knowing about him, because I know so much about Bob Fosse, Alvin Ailey, other greats. So when I asked Mikey, I said, who's Miss Cunningham? He said, how dare you? And I got checked by my own friend, I'm Erica Jane. So Erica's like, well, so how did you know him? And says, like, well, I worked for him for six years. I was the studio manager, and we came very close we had a very special relationship. In the talking head, she goes, Muss and I had a bond immediately when I was working in the studio with him. I think he liked me as a dancer. And we see a photo of 1994 of a brunette Sutton dressed in a costume practicing dance. Sutton continues, well, and it liked my work ethic. And I'd, I'd go over to his apartment and he would cook. And he also, he liked, I guess, uh, he liked how I watered his plants. Like, and now my mind is just so thrown off by this episode. I was like, is she like watered his pan like he lied like how I watered his plants? Is that like a euphemism for like the hippity dippity? Like was like, yeah, but I don't think I don't think so. I think she probably literally watered his plants. But who knows? They were just fucking hitting on that 20-year-old chef a second ago. Sutton at the dinner table's like, well, when my father died, one of the first calls I got was from us. So we were like, you know, we were sweet together. And Erica's like, yeah, super close. And the talking head son's like, well, he was just such a unique person. He didn't mind my quirkiness. I say, I say, he never called me weird. He never said anything bad about me. He liked me. Muss was one of the most important men in my life, which I thought was actually very sweet. Uh, they show us a photo of a now blonde Sutton and an aged Merce from 1999. Sutton looks beautiful in that photo. Storm enters the room and Dorit sees him first. and is like, Storm, ooh la la. Uh, good evening, ladies. Uh, 
I have here smoked salmon with caviar and cream cheese, and we'll keep on bringing out the tapas. And the ladies laugh like schoolgirls still sexualizing Storm. Crystal Natagana says, all these women are like, ooh, hi, pay attention to me. Oh, my God, I love your food. Uh, Garcelle at the table is like, everybody's into Storm, whether he's married or not. Like Garcelle's like, we'll break that fucking marriage up in a second. They show a female server now distributing prosciutto and prosciutto and cheese on a crusty bread. That was the ham, the jamon, the jamon in Spain. Amazing. I like that they have female servers out there because Storm's like, I can't go back out there. It is too much with these ladies. Eric is like, this is the best ham and cheese I've ever had. And Dorit's like, this salmon is delicious. Ooh. And Dorit's like, it's melting in your mouth. Kind of like Storm. <laughs> and then Eric's like, it bursts in your mouth. Yeah. It's so yummy. And then Carcel's like, it's creamy. And now I'm getting, un- I'm really uncomfortable watching the scene. And uh, Chris is like, oh, come on. Her face. Dorit's like, with the accoutrement. Like with a crumb frosty on it. Woo-hoo. And then Erica, they bring out like gazpacho. Yeah, yummy. Erica J love gazpacho. And God's like, I like when you go to different countries and you have to eat what they bring you. It forces you to try things. Like I would never eat that. Yeah, that's why I love like the International House of Pancakes. I'm like, yeah, like I don't get to go overseas a lot. So it's great to go to IHOP because you're like, oh, this is how they do it over there. But it's here, you know? Anna Marie's like, Okay, I just want to interrupt, but I just I feel like there's a bit of an elephant in the room. You are the elephant. And there's something I need to get off my chest. Last weekend was a lot. There was a lot of things that was said, and I mean on my part, I can apologize for Sutton and I talked and we flash back to that uh esophagus scene. And Anna Marie is like, I hope we're in a better place. And Sun's like, well, you know what? The, you know, the esophagus self is fine. My problem with what you said was you said lonely and insecure. We flash back to the homeless, not toothless gala where Anna Marie's like, I'm going to wake up in the morning to my amazing children and my amazing husband who calls me an 8.5 and my amazing life. And thank God that I am not lonely and I'm not insecure. And Garcelle in that scene is like, damn girl son's like who's lonely and insecure now at the tapas table son's like well i didn't like that you have three divorcees at this table i say i think i think i was more lonely during my marriage you know he traveled a lot and then he didn't travel when he didn't travel he was asleep because he was working all the time you know to eventually pay for my sutton store and i think we can understand that and you you know you shouldn't have used the word lonely you know yeah Good, come on you won't call me lonely i got santos i've got avi i got i got this little bag of ashes called Muss. you think a lonely person has a little zip Block bag? No, no, sorry, ma'am. Anna Marie's like, mm-hmm, I can own that. And Garcelle goes, Well, lonely affected me too. Garcelle in a talking head says, Anna Marie saying that if you're single, you're lonely and desperate. I took offense to that because I'm single. So if you don't have a man, you're lonely and desperate. Come on. And Anna Marie says firmly, Several of us were angry that night. I said things I was not proud of, and I apologize for them. Okay, I'm sorry. I called you lonely. And Garcelle in a talking head says. Wow, if this is Anne Marie's apology, don't apologize because I'm not accepting it. And Anne Marie's like, I'm sorry that that affected you. I'm sorry that I said lonely if that affected you. Anybody else I may have offended, I apologize for that comment. I was angry. And Crystal goes, Are you calling me insecure? And then Anne Marie goes, We're going to get to you. And it's like, Oh, God. Dorit Pot, like, Dorit's like, Zlikes. And Erica buries her face in her hand and sudden frowns. Anne Marie. 
you are not you are not in a place yet to dictate these sort of conversations. Like we'll get to you. How about we'll get to you not being on the show anymore? Like no 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 girl. No no. And I hate people because I I think it's also uh fault. I I think she is mistaken in that she thinks Crystal is potentially the weak one. She thought it was Sutton and Sutton wasn't playing. And now she's moved on to Crystal and I think it's not going to work out again. But like no, you are not in a place to do this. Just fucking enjoy your ham and shut up, you know? Anna Marie's like, let's talk about the crystal situation. See, the first night that Crystal and I met was at a mutual friend's house around the holidays. We see a photo of them in 2022. The first thing Crystal said to me about this group of women was that you ladies were not intelligent. And Garcelle goes, damn. And Anna Marie's like, nobody was educated and you're very shallow. She's, she's saying Crystal said all this stuff to her. And Crystal goes, shallow and uneducated? And Dorit goes, shallow? <laughs> it's funny, Dorit saying shallow. Dorit being the one to say shallow, like, I've heard that before. Son's like, well, she knows I'm educated. So yeah, I mean, come on. Would a non-educated person carry around a man's ashes in a ziplock? I don't think so. Anyways, son's like, well, come on. Like, you know, Garcia's like, well, we're all educated. And Sutton laughs. And Chris was like, that's ridiculous. And Dorit and they're talking to goes, you're nowhere near more educated than the rest of us, Crystal. By the way, child bride, while you were busy getting married at 12, the rest of us were building businesses, graduating college, doing things, you know, to educate ourselves. Beverly Beach. Woohoo. Buka de Beppo to Reed's room. I put together a small room at a franchise chain restaurant. Do you think I, I need a degree? Damn it. Dorit, this poor Dorit, man. Oh, I feel so bad. I don't feel bad, but it's like, dude, maybe talking isn't your thing. Child bride, do you realize the age difference between you and PK? Do you realize Erica Jane's still like she's still married to Tom Girardi? Do you realize how dumb you actually sound this season now multiple times? Child bride? Yes, there was an age difference. Yes, they're still together. What is it, 20 years later, right? What the fuck are you talking about? And you always do it in like some talking head situation because you're so boneheaded in actual conversations lately when it's one-on-one or in a group setting and then you just run away. But my God, you are not doing yourself any favors. Like, listen, if you've listened to my recaps, I was like, oh, Dorit's a staple. Like, Dorit will always be there. And now after the season, I'm starting to go, well, God, maybe Dorit, doesn't have, I mean, like it's, I was even thinking about just the, the dynamics of the group of like, wow, who would have thought a couple years ago that Sutton would be this kind of like connector, like Sutton's friends with Crystal, Sutton's friends with Garcelle, Kyle and Sutton kind of go toe to toe a lot. But at the same time, you can tell Kyle that will eventually be okay. Erica kind of has to play ball now that Rin is gone, but Dorit is kind of this odd man out right now. And I'm just so confused by this because it didn't have to be this way. But if she keeps saying dumb shit like that, it is not going to go well for her, I fear. And I, I do think she actually needs this gig. And it, I just feel, I don't know. It's just, damn, child bride? Like, that's wild to me. So uh, Crystal's like, well, listen, I would not say that to someone that I just met. I just, I don't feel that way. Crystal and a talking head's like, that's false. I never said those things. Now the producers rewind to do a troll of Crystal and a talking head from 2020. Where she says, no, these women are quite savvy, but they're clearly not highly educated. I don't know. I just didn't super care um, because I remember like, yeah, but she said they're savvy, but they're not clearly not highly, highly educated. But I think that was when they were actually coming for Crystal as well. 
And I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't know. I know I don't like Anna Marie. I don't get good vibes from her. Um, and also I can see where you would say if you're having to fucking talk about like victims and shit like that, there is a level of stupidity that I think reality shows kind of highlight, even if it's not the case, but it's, I don't know, it's a throwaway comment to me. Maybe I'm wrong. Let me know if I'm wrong, but that's, it just didn't really matter. And I just thought Anna Marie was the wrong person to be saying this. Like what a, like, wait, I thought we were talking about what you said, Anna Marie, and now you're talking about something that got brought up at a party in 2020. That also just makes you an untrustworthy asshole then. Anyways, Anna Marie's like, I would really like for you to be honest, though, with what you said about the ladies. And Crystal's like, I didn't say that. And Garcella talking to goes, do we have a history with Crystal thinking that maybe we were less smart than her? And we do a flashback to 2020 where Crystal's like, I'm not going to change the word I use. That word was used correctly. Also in 2020, Crystal going, violation means to abuse your privacy, a disrespect of boundaries, period. Google it. And again in 2021, Crystal going, I know these are big words. And Garcella's like, we understand big words. Garcella talking to goes, we, uh, we kind of already knew that Crystal thinks that maybe some of us aren't as astute as her. Now there's a word for her. And Anna Marie says, well, then you said that the ladies were fake socialites and that you were the only true socialite in the group. And Eric and I talking to goes, is that kind of like a Northeast, Southeast kind of thing? What, what is that? Like a cotillion? And Sutton waving her glass of wine is like, well, we all know that I am a socialite. So, uh, who cares? I don't know. I just don't even picture Crystal ever saying that she's a socialite. I mean, Sutton cracks me up because most people wouldn't call themselves a social, you know, like I love that Sutton like, well, I won't be. So I'd love to be called a socialite, but I don't, I just Crystal, that doesn't strike me as her vibe. Anyways, um, Darcel goes, I don't want to be a socialite. And Anna Marie's like, nobody does. Dorita and talking Ned's like, do I feel like Crystal could have said that? Yes, I can. What that basically is saying is, this is my excuse for not being interesting because my intellect is too high. No, you're boring. Oh God. But also Anna Marie is just so funny. Like talking about boring. Like she's so flop. It's like flop sweat, such a flop that now she's telling shit from 2020 that I, I, I'm kind of befuddled and I'm kind of befuddled that a lot of these ladies even like even entertain it. Like, I feel like they should have been like, Anna Marie, shut the fuck up. Like, honestly, like it feels floppish. Like, like the esophagus was one thing and now it's this. It's like, my God, girl, like just chill out, like just chill out, ride the wave. And Dorit, you really shouldn't be talking about anybody being boring this season. Anna Marie's like, that's like embarrassing. Why would you? And Garcelle is like, Crystal, did you say that? And Crystal goes, first of all, it's offensive that you asked me that. But no, I didn't say that. Well, she's accusing you. So I'm asking you, why wouldn't I ask you? And Crystal's like, have I ever said that I was a socialite? And they're all like, no, no, no. And Crystal's like, have I said that I'm very social? And they're all like, yes, yes, yes. And Kyle's like, well, all the socialites I do know, they don't say that they're socialites. And Crystal's like, that is correct. Anna Marie in a talking head says, the first time I met Crystal, that was when she told me that all these girls were uneducated and shallow. I mean, I thought it was really crazy that somebody I just met four seconds ago was telling me this information. But now knowing Crystal better and how she acts, very on brand for her to do something like that. Anna Marie goes, you have this need, Crystal, to make people like you, you know, need people to think that you're better than them. Are you projecting much? Like, Anna Marie, you have sat, seemed so desperate from the jump and you truly need people to think like you literally kind of like fudge what your profession is to make you sound better than you actually are. Even though I think you have a great job, but you couldn't take, you know, you didn't seem like you took a lot of pride in it. 
You were also misdiagnosing people, which you're not supposed to do. I mean, it was just wild. It feels like this is a complete projection. So it's like, well, no, she doesn't. No, she doesn't. Chris was like, I've met you six times in my life. And Anna Marie's like, Crystal, that doesn't matter. It's what you've shown me, Crystal. And Crystal's like, give me an example of when I acted like I was better than you. Well, right now, I think you do because you always, you're just not being honest. And Crystal's like, give me another example. And Anna Marie's like, Crystal. And Crystal's like, give me another example. And Kyle, in a talking night, goes, obviously, there's something about Anna Marie that provokes Crystal. Yeah, because she's coming out of nowhere with shit, Kyle. Like, oh, I I love that God, this is a miss. Like, what's go? What's going on? Like, this is really rattled crystal. Because by the way, it does have to be sometimes shitty to be the odd man out, and you're like, okay, I'm going to enjoy this trip to Barcelona, and then be the one, you know, like gets like looked at. Like, it's just gonna suck, you know. Of like, damn it, I thought I thought I was going to be good this trip. Cause like Crystal's usually someone who's very reserved with her thoughts and feelings. I've never seen her have a response with someone like this. I think Anna Marie and Crystal need to talk alone so I don't have to hear any of it. No, Kyle, you supposedly brought her in. I don't think they need to do that. Crystal Dorit says, do you think I would call myself a social? I, this is so dumb to me. Like I don't even care about socialites here nor there. Anyways, Anna Marie's like, go back to your insecurity thing, Crystal. And Crystal's like, you're the one who calls herself a doctor who's a nurse. And Anna Marie's like, see? And Crystal's like, enough. I do feel like also Anna Marie watched Beverly Hills before she got on it. I feel like she did. Because the, for the two people that she's gotten into shit with, uh, Sutton and Crystal. Like, two of the people that other people... I, like, I just find it funny. That's very interesting to me. Crystal and talking says, Anna Marie says she wants to bring lightness and fun to wherever she goes. But actually what she does is she she's antagonistic, she's combative, and she's very divisive. Oh, she, divisive. Divisive, she said. Anyways, Anna Marie's like, Crystal, bring it down a notch. Like that's, even that right there would just irk me so much. And Crystal's like, do not tell me to bring it down. And Anna Marie's like, you're acting like a hormonal teenager. Oh, and Crystal's like, oh, my God. And Sutton yells, okay, come on. Don't make the little people come out. I don't want nobody turning into a goat here. <laughs> um, and Anna Marie's like, you know what else I want from you? I want to thank you. And Crystal's like, for what? For giving you something to talk about and making your ass relevant. You're such a dork flop, Anna Marie. I felt like you were about to bring out a burn book after this moment. Anyways, Erica's like, oh, God, oh, my God. Anna Marie and I talking, it's like, I'm sorry that I triggered you. I'm sorry that you find my life so interesting. She has nothing to talk about except for me. Anna Marie, she didn't bring you up. You brought her up. Like, that's what I find so funny. It's like, wait, Anna Marie, you brought this, you brought all of this up. Nobody was talking about you. You know, like, let's just look at what we're actually dealing with right here. Anyways, Erica's hiding her head in her napkin. Sutton is squeezing her head. And Dreet's like, you guys, we've been up for a long time. We're traveled. Let's put a pin in it for tonight. And Anna Marie's like, don't take my kindness for weakness. And Crystal's like, when have you been kind? And Anna Marie's like, Crystal, I'm always... Anna Marie's like, Crystal, I'm always kind. Sutton and talking to says, well, I thought our first night in Spain was going to be amazing. We've got wine. We've got tapas. We got hot storm that we sexualized. We got this beautiful table. I say, I say, and, and you know, it's perfection. But no, let's ruin it, Anna Marie, by telling the story that Crystal hates us all, thinks we're stupid and vapid. Anyway, so they go to bed, and the ladies all head upstairs. And uh, Garcelle's like, "All right, let's go. Take the ashes and your phone, Sutton." 
do you think we scared the baby ghosts? I'm sleeping in your room. I can't believe I'm saying that. And son's like, I told you that you could. We can separate the beds into twin beds. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, Kyle sarcastically is like, well, that was a lot of fun. I'm going to go upstairs and call Morgan. <laughs> Eric's like, yeah, see you later. Smell you fools later. Good night, everybody, Garcelle says. Okay, so it says Barcelona, Spain. The producer's note on the Chiron, it says 1 a.m. There's a loud thud. We see Garcelle scuttle from her room down the hall. This would be great if it turned into a murder mystery, but it didn't. And Garcelle and I talking, it says, it's one o'clock in the morning and I'm scared out of my mind. I'm even scared to go to Sutton's room, but I'm going anyway. So I'm tiptoeing around. The floors are creaky. I know there's a room with a crib in it. I don't want to see because I don't know who's in the crib. I love that she's so scared. I'm like, well, think about the poor cameraman filming you. If shit's about to go down, this guy's got a, like a heavy camera. Um, anyways, Sutton and Garce- Garcelle gets into Sutton's room and Garcelle's like, I want some snacks and I'm not sleeping in my room, but I don't know if I want the ashes staring at me. Come on. This is the ugliest. And then they're making fun of Sutton's hat. And, uh, you know, it's funny. It's a cute little banter. And they flash back to when they slept together in Vegas, uh, earlier in the season and where Garcelle's like Sutton go to sleep. And she's like, well, come on. I'm just reading. I got this book on tantric sex. Why would Sutton have a book on like, well, this is called the pile driver. I'm reading. Oh, hey, hey, Garcelle, could I, you want to, you want to fall asleep to my dulcet tones where I explain sexual positions? I'll say, I'll say about putting fingers in buttocks. <laughs> Oh my God. I love Sutton so much. <laughs> Anyways, we're back to uh, Sutton's room and Garcelle's snuggled in Sutton's bed. And she's like, this room seems a lot more modern than mine. Mine feels like there's a creepy man coming out any minute, which would be great. If like the ghost of Tom Girardi, who's still alive is like, I'm here. I'd like to tell you about the time I met John Wayne. He came in. I was with somebody. <laughs> Sutton's like, well, I'd be one of the little people. And, you know, know, they're having fun. Next morning, the birds are singing. It's 1030 a.m. The ladies are waking up. Kyle's brushing her teeth. Uh, And she's like, Erica, what are you wearing? And Erica's like, I only slept one hour. And Dorit's like, Erica, me too. Yeah, I couldn't sleep. And Garcelle knocks on Anna Marie's door. And, um, you know, talking about the outfits they're going to wear today. We're back in Erica's room. She's sitting on the sofa. And she's like, me, 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 me. Me, 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 me. Dorit's like, what the hell is that? And Erica's like, I'm just doing my vocal exercises so I can sing my songs because it's so hard to hit the notes. It's expensive to be me. Anyways, Dorit's like, oh, I hear George doing it all the time, which is like, hey, uh, Dorit, I'm sorry. Uh, pick this up. You just dropped a name. Do you mean boy george <laughs> i'm sorry boy is my dad you can call me george uh sutton bops over to crystal's room who has her door open son's like well hello crystal may i enter i say i say well how you feeling about last night it got so heated you know uh, should i close the door and um then they're like kind of going back and forth between this and Garcelle and Anna Marie talking. And Anna Marie's like, Garcelle, I don't like confrontations being in a bad place with people. 
I bet she's in a bad place with a lot of people in her. Like, I just get this feeling. She probably has a lot of situations like this in her actual life. Garcelle goes, people you're on a trip with? Right. Like, I want us to be good. You know what I mean? That being said, she is not being truthful, Crystal, about what she told me about this group. And Garcelle's like, so she for sure said this. So I do not lie, Garcelle. I don't lie. Well, you made up the eating disorder thing, kind of. I mean, what we now go over to Crystal's room and suddenly like, well, you know, uh, Anna Marie, she's calling you a liar to the whole group. And Chris is like, yeah, but I don't believe anyone believes it, honestly. But, uh, you know, I, I I would think in a normal group, but this is fucking reality TV, so you never know. We now bounce over to Erica's room, and Erica's like, do you think Crystal called us shallow and uneducated? And Drew's like, I don't believe that Anna Marie is flat out making it up. Erica and I talking to goes, Something has a little ring of truth for me here. I can see where she'd say to others, Oh, these women are uneducated. I'm really different. I don't think that Anna Marie would just pull that out of nowhere. And then in the scene, Erica's like, We all get frustrated in the group. We all say things, but if we're uneducated and shallow, then why be here? And also, but by the way, like, who fucking needs to be educated? Like, I, I'm not, I mean, I'm, I'm, I have a college degree, but I wouldn't like, I'm not like educated, you know, like, like who the fuck cares? You're, you're I don't know. Anyways, Sutton in the Crystal scene, Sutton's like, well, is it okay to call you a liar? And Crystal's like, no, it's ridiculous. I don't know what else to say. And Sutton's like, well, why are you letting her off the hook? And Crystal's like, here's the thing. This is the difference between us. You need someone to say that wasn't said in order for you to feel better. I do not. And so it's like, mm-hmm. And Sutton and the talking head's like, well, we all know that Crystal and I have had some challenging times. And we go back to 2020 with Sutton and the purple face roller, you know, going, well, you don't even know me, Crystal. And Crystal's like, I don't know you, but all that you've shown me, well, that's what I've shown you. And Crystal's like, is crazy. Yes. Sutton continues in a talking head. Well, I think sometimes with friendships, it takes a deep dive to come up fresh. I say, I say, and Crystal, Crystal and I have both come into this fresh air spot and we really like each other's company. So I want Crystal and Anna Marie to nip this in the bud and build a better friendship on that, you know, but why? I mean, I think the only reason is because they're on a reality show. I mean, some people just aren't meant to get along. Why would encourage it? She seems horrible. And she said shit about you too, Sutton. Sutton goes, well, keep sticking up for yourself because she what what she's saying isn't nice. And Chris is like, no, it's not. Well, I don't know how you can be friends with somebody who's going to continually do this. And Chris is like, well, I'm treading lightly. And Sutton's like, well, you need to tell her that. And Chris is like, I will. Now we move on. The ladies are all getting gathered in one room. And they're like, you know, Sutton's like, we got a big day. We're going to get the Sprinter vans. We're going to reconvene in the church. And Erica's like, what about confession? Because some of you need it. Oh, you done it. And Sutton's like, yeah, some of us need an exorcism. Oh, um, anyway, Sutton goes, well, we're going to take the uh, sprinter van to the bridge. We're going to take it to Jesus. And then Erica, <laughs> this is great. Erica's like, well, I would just like to share some very good, happy news that I got in the morning. I think that it's important, maybe for you, Crystal, in particular. And Erica reads from her phone. Attached are two decisions today by the District Court of Appeals regarding my earrings. The District Court reverses the bankruptcy court's turnover order. And we get a headline from Reality Blurb saying Erica Jane wins appeal over $750,000 earrings after her diamonds were auctioned off to repay victims of Tom Girardi's fraud. What happens next? And Anna Marie's like, what does that mean? And Erica's like, the court wants the trustee to prove the money used to pay for the earrings was with actual client trust fund money. And Eric and Tuckinette goes, 
In other words, you can't prove that the money that was used to buy my earrings was client money. You can't do that, so they shouldn't have to be taken in the first place. I'm Erica Jane. Erica to the ladies goes, Remember when I got very heated and I said, The story is not over. Please listen to me. We get a flashback to Aspen 2022 where Garcelle's like, You have a pair of $750,000 earrings? If you give it to them... What's going to happen? And Crystal's like, well, I would just give it up. Let's get real. And Erica screams, let's get real. You're not caring without facts, though. What facts do you have? And also another scene in Aspen where Garcelle goes, why wouldn't you go fuck it? Let's pay the victims. It's not saying I'm guilty. It's saying I have compassion. And you know what I say, Garcelle? I'm not guilty. And how fucking dare you say that you sh- say that shit about me? You know how many blowjobs I've ever given? <laughs> Eric and I talking there goes, what I said was going to happen is happening. This is a long fight. Let it work through the legal system. Please do not rush to judgment. And in the scene, Eric is like, look, a win is a win. Yeah, it goes back down to lower court. Yeah, we're going to still find it out. But the upper court said, hold on a second. This isn't quite right. And Garcelle and Crystal are just like, congratulations. Kyle and I talking, and goes, I think Erica feels vindicated with the number of ladies in this group. So many of them doubted her so much, including you, Kyle. And by the way, they all still should doubt. I mean, this is so fucking ridiculous here. And Erica has been doing so well. And it just goes to show you as far as you can grow with therapy and stuff, she's got a still a very long way to go because it's just also... You know how fucked up our court system is? You know, like, they can keep this tied up in legal shit for the rest of people's lives? Yeah, and like, yeah. Oh, they can't prove that the client, like, well, there's a good chance that it came from client funds. Like, oh, you think Tom magically bought this with real money? Like, come on. And everybody, like, I just think it's so fucking silly. And at the end of the day, yeah. You know, you can give back to the victims. Like, you can give back of your personal money and go, like, that was my whole thing with, and, and it's like, to to want to be celebrated, to want to be apologized to, is so, is so ridiculous in so many ways. Garcelle in a talking head says, I wish you would just let, I, I wish you would just let the earrings go and give something back to the victims so that she can sleep at night. So you feel like, you know, even if you're not guilty, you're giving back to the victims. You need good karma. And Sutton in the scene is like, well, the thing that you're saying though, because you said you got loud and Eric's like yeah and maybe when it's too loud you know we can't hear that's a really wise thing that Sutton said like when you get that heated I even said that about Monica in Salt Lake City when you're like saying like every bitch this bitch that we're not actually listening to the message Sutton's like well so maybe we don't get so loud you know and Eric and the talking head goes I can't control people's reactions but I was really expecting more from these ladies I really was like you're a victim now Erica and says like, well, okay, we got to go because we have a lot to do. Erica continues in a talking head. I don't need anybody to put their arms around me, but I do need to, you to acknowledge that what I said would happen is happening. You know, that would be a nice moment for me. <laughs> I'm sure it would, man. So it's like, well, come on, ladies. Um, they split the groups into two sprinter bands. And the roads are kind of narrow and winding. So Kyle's like kind of sick, you know, they're all like kind of scared. And, uh, Eric is like, Oh yeah, I'm grateful. I'm good. I'm happy. All right, let's go. And a talking head. She's like, yeah, I have a lot of disappointment in a lot of these women in this group. We were so passionate last year, but after I got in a favorable ruling, everybody's like, okay, well, yeah. And then she pauses and she's like, therapy, therapy. Just think about my therapy, therapy. And we flash back to her therapist going, you're going to have to have some empathy for them, like emotionally. And that was, remember, Eric was like, what's empathy? What's that mean? 
anyways, I, you know, the ability for some of these people to make themselves a victim in any situation is truly inspiring. Um, so they're in the sprinter van and, you know, Kyle's like, I don't like this road. I'm just going to say that. And then in the other sprinter van, Crystal's like, I, guys, I'm, I'm getting really sick. And Garcelle's like, well, just don't look back. That's why I'm looking forward. And Crystal's like, you guys, this is rough for me. And Kyle's like, are you going to throw up? And Crystal's like, I might. And in the other sprinter van, Anna Marie, Dorit, and Erica, you know, uh, they're, they're doing okay. But Crystal's like, guys, in the other sprinter, she's like, I need to get out of the car. And Garcelle's like, oh, there's not even sides of the road here. Where do we stop? And Chris was like, I need to get out of the car right now. And Garcia was like, stop the car, let her out right here. And Chris was like, you guys keep going. I just need to get out of the car, please. And she gets out and she throws up with her huge esophagus. And um, a producer tells the ladies in the other sprinter van why they're stopped. Like, hey, Crystal's got car sick. And Anna Marie's like, oh, no. And Crystal, you know, she's going towards the sprinter. And they're like, she's like, look at my veins. And the ladies respond. They're like, oh, my God, they're huge. They're popping out. And the producer's like, okay, we're almost we're almost there. And, you know, both sprinters are starting to rally on. And they r- arrive finally at the Ermita de la Trinitat in Stitches, Spain. And Crystal's like, let me out of here. And says so like, well, I'm going to pray for you. And Kyle is looking up for her phone going, what's wrong? And Garcelle's like, her hands are swollen up. Garcelle goes up to Anna Marie, goes, hey, what does it mean when your veins pop out? Uh-oh, Anna Marie, wonder doctor. Anna Marie's like, what do you mean? And Garcelle goes like, Crystal's not feeling well. Crystal's sitting in the open air on a stone wall with Kyle and Sutton, and Anna Marie approaches them. And Anna Marie's like, are you okay? And Crystal's like, yeah, I'm just car sick. All of a sudden, I'm like sweating, and my veins are popping out. And Anna Marie's like, oh, my God, they're really big. Holy crap. Is that her bedside manner? Like, holy shit, you're about to die. Whoa, my God, gross. Anyways, Crystal's starting to panic. It's like, what's happening to me? What's happening? And Sutton's soothing her going, you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay, Crystal. And if not, you want, you want me to put you in the Ziploc bag with mus? Don't worry. I got I got another Ziploc bag if you don't want to be mixed in with mus. I tell you, he was a very good man, just like you're a very good woman. So I don't know. You know, I'm just going to say it's an option. Anyways, Kyle and Tanya goes, the universe works in mysterious ways. Last night, these two were at each other's throats. And right now, Crystal's at Anne-Marie's mercy. Is she fucking really? They just called a doc? Like, what? What are you smoking? Anyways, Kyle's like, I'm going to call 911 next time on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And we see him walking down cobblestone streets. And Kyle's like, donde esta Hermes? <laughs> we see Erica helping Garcelle pay for some jewelry because her card didn't work. Um... We see Sutton in a church with Kyle and Kyle saying like, Sutton's like, um, I'm sorry. I haven't been a bit of friend, Kyle. And Kyle's like, you have been a good friend. It's okay. And Sutton going, I love you, Kyle. And then we see Garcelle and Dorit and Garcelle's like, how you talk to me made me feel a certain way. And I'm like, oh shit. And Dorit's like, if there's anything I say and for whatever reasons triggers you, please tell me. Cause I never want to do that. And Garcelle's like, I believe that. And then we have Sutton sobbing hysterically in her room at the villa. And Kyle's like, what's wrong? What's wrong? And Sutton's like, well, there's a lot of my dad wrapped up in this. So that must be the day they're distributing merce, I'm guessing. Uh, But anyways, that's it, folks. My voice is thrashed. Have a great weekend. Really, have a great weekend. I'm going to do a Patreon episode tomorrow. Uh, We did like a two-hour one last weekend. So if you want more, patreon.com forward slash so bad it's good. We also have a lot of our videos up on YouTube if you want to see my pale grody face you can go to there subscribe uh but also just check out all the episodes we put out a lot of good shit this week and i hope you listen to it 
and support. And, and thank you for all your support. And remember, it's Friday. So eat something good, drink something great, dance like no one's watching, tell people that you love them, say hello to friends that you haven't said hello to in a long time, hang out with your kids, hang out by yourself, just stare at a wall, go on a hike, or don't do any exercise at all. Watch something good, read something cool, listen to music, and then I'll meet you bright and early on Monday for an all new pop culture roundup. Bye, you guys. I'm going to go sleep after I have it. So Bad It's Good is a Betches Media production. The show is hosted and produced by me, Ryan Bailey, with Meditza Lopez and Sandra Fryer. Additional support provided by Sean Kilby, Jorge morales Pico, and Rebecca Steinberg. Guest booking by Ali Friedlander. Video promotion by Laura Valencia. Be sure to send us your emails at SoBadIt'sGoodWithRyanBailey at gmail.com and follow the show at SoBadIt'sGoodWithRyanBailey on Instagram. And for additional craziness, go to Patreon.com forward slash SoBadIt'sGood. Stay bad, baddies. Batches.